Good evening, everyone. Bishop Fulton Sheen once said, if you don't believe, or if you don't behave as you believe, you will end up believing as you behave. Let's just hear it one more time. If you don't behave as you believe, you will end up believing as you behave. Bishop Sheehan's words puts into context the two bookmarks that we find ourselves between as we reflect upon this weekend's readings. The first bookmark is this. Jesus said to his disciples, whoever loves me will keep my word and my father will love him. Even in our own human relationships, we recognize that in our efforts to love, our loving of another person has to go beyond the words of just telling them. But rather, our words of love need to be inscribed in the actions towards those that mean the most to us. And so for Jesus, it's not just enough to say, I love you. But then he calls us to demonstrate our love by keeping his commandments to love God, to love neighbor, to live out the Beatitudes, to hold fast to his teachings and to orient our lives around them, to give ourselves willingly to his will, to conform our lives for the kingdom. The second bookmark is from our first reading, from the Acts of the Apostles. And there is a debate that the apostles must solve. Do you first have to become Jewish to become Christian, or can you just become Christian? And so after some deliberation in Jerusalem, the apostles send their representatives and their letters to Antioch and beyond. And they say, well, you don't necessarily have to become Jewish to become Christian. However, now that you're going to be Christian, now that you're going to orient your lives towards Christ, you can never again offer sacrifices to other idols and you can no longer live as the pagans do. Your life now stands for something much greater. My friends, this then is a challenge for each and every one of us because through our baptism, if we truly have been claimed for Christ, if we truly have been called out of the world, do we find ourselves from time to time offering incense and sacrifices to false gods on the altars of the world because of convenience, because of trying to bend God's will to our will? in trying to somehow express our freedom, 
or to be able to find happiness instead of an eternal joy? Does our Sunday self actually exist outside these four walls? Do we take our Sunday self back home amongst our family? Does our Sunday self visit co-workers? Does our Sunday self make it into the halls of our schools and our classrooms and our universities? Does our Sunday self make it to vacation or on the main street of Westminster or when we go shopping or on a weekend like this for Memorial Day when we go down the ocean having afternoon barbecue with our family and our friends. The challenge for us as Christians is that our Sunday self cannot just exist as we bow our heads and bend a knee before this altar. But if we truly love Christ, if we truly honor him with our lives, then our Sunday self is going to also exist on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and also on Saturday. Our Sunday self is going to make itself present as we wake up in the morning and when we lay our heads down on the pillow at night. Our Sunday self is going to come to the forefront of our thoughts and our actions, our discussions, every deliberation. Because if we truly love Christ, then our lives are going to look like disciples 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year. When we offer our lives to the altars of this world, so often we hear that we don't matter. Our lives are not important. We're just one more. We don't measure up. Who really cares about you? Your gifts, your talents? <laughs> Our world wants to end life before it even begins and before it even has a dignified way of ending. God offers us a dignity beyond all price. Our God gives us something better than what we find in this world. The church offers us a better answer to the questions of our lives because it is rooted in something that is unmovable, unshakable, unchanging. Because we come to this altar not because of the music that we hear, although it's beautiful, guys, gals, it's amazing, or the priest standing at the altar, or the ministries that we undertake. We come to this altar, we celebrate the Eucharist, because Jesus Christ is the center, the very foundation of our lives, and our worship, and our adoration, 
and our very existence. That was eight minutes. I'm trying, guys. I'm really trying. So we'll wrap up the homily before I get on to another subject. But our very existence is rooted in him because he is the way and he is the truth and he is the life and there is no other way to get to heaven except through him. My friends, now is not the time to offer sacrifices to other gods, to lay our devotions at other altars that we might find in the world. Now is the time to take up the challenge of holiness and virtue and to walk the path of sainthood, arm in arm, shoulder in shoulder, hand in hand with one another, challenging each other to be better. Not for our own glory, but for him. Not out of love, just for our own selfish reasons, on what we're going to get out of this relationship if we find ourselves close to Jesus, but out of a selfless love that he modeled, that if we actually love Jesus Christ, and if he is the center of our life, then we have to show it. And the way that we show it is being obedient to him, living his commandments, fulfilling the Beatitudes, and becoming the best version of ourselves. If you don't behave as you believe, you will end up believing as you behave. And so Mary's words at the wedding feast of Cana is probably the best advice as we continue our Marian devotions this May. If we want to remain close to Christ, if we want to show our undying love for him, Mary's advice is this. If you love my son, then do whatever he tells you.